This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey, we're live at ASTE 2022, sponsored by Shopware, and I'm sitting with Tiffany Sherado and Lorraine Klein, two female shop owners, and we discuss transmissions, training, and the female perspective. Here's some great woman perspectives in this episode. And thanks to our partners that make this episode possible. You know, Apex 2022 will build upon the unique dedicated space for the service professional designated as Repair Shop HQ. And inside of a Repair Shop HQ is Joe's Garage with 10 working bays and key aftermarket suppliers. November 1st through the 3rd, Las Vegas, A-A-P-E-X show.com slash register. You know, some days you wish you had a traffic cop in your shop to keep order. Shopware's installed red and green lights inside its workflow page show you when parts have arrived so you can go with a repair. It's brilliant. Talk to my friends at GetShopware.com. Hey, back at ASTE, what an incredible event. Yeah, it's raining outside because of the, the hurricane. The networking is off the charts. The training's off the charts. The food's off the charts. The drinks last night were off the charts. It was it was really good. It's sponsored by Shopware here this year. Uh, always great to have them as a partner. And I'm sitting in the studio here with Tiffany Sherado from Lifetime Transmissions, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Hi, Tiff. Hello. Good to see you. Lorraine Klein from RK Transmissions and Auto Repair in Raleigh, right here in Raleigh. Hello. Yes, very good. Trust me, we're going to have a blast here. Thank you for joining us. We have two lady shop owners here. Lots going on in their world and in the industry. And and I know there was this really cool ladies-only dinner last night, and we'll get to it a little later on. But ladies, the challenges that you're, you're dealing with as a woman shop owner, does anyone ever come to your counter, Tiff, and say, can I talk to the owner? Of course, of course. And what do you say? You're talking to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So interesting. <laughs> I, I, I love that part about the female, and it's not the female struggle. It's almost like the strength that you have to be an owner of a shop is, is incredible today. And because in this all male dominated world that we live in, do you love being an owner, Lorraine? Not one bit. <laughs> wow. That's pretty heavy. Nope. What do you mean by that? It's a lot of work because I have my own job. So I'm not there all the time. So my husband will call me an absentee owner. And then when I come in and there's a customer there, they're like, oh, is this your daughter? You do look 22. (laughs) (laughs) That was a special little kiss that she blew across the room. I just want to let you know. There's something you probably all don't know about me. When we go out with friends and, you know, there's six guys and six ladies, I always try to sit close to the ladies because I just love hanging out with ladies. So thank you for being here. <laughs> just do. Well, and I think after a while, when a customer comes into your shop, they kind of like talking to the ladies too. They get used to it because women are just naturally can make friends. You know, they're just, they naturally build relationships. I mean, think about them in high school. Yeah. We're talking to each other on the phone. I had a phone attached to my ear in high school. <laughs> So we're very good at service writing and relationship building in the front end. So I think they're more compassionate. And I think that's what helps our customers too. When they get a lady on the phone, we don't have a lot that say I need to talk to a technician. We do transmissions, you know, like Tiffany. Mm-hmm. And we don't get a lot of that general repair question of I need to talk to a technician because our part of the car is so complicated. I'm not diagnosing you over the phone. We have to see the car. We have to look at it. We have to test it and touch it. There isn't going to be that 
conversation of what's wrong with your car over the phone, it's going to be kind of empathizing with them and getting them in the door so then the technician can look at the car. That question is very occasional and most of the time it's a retired technician or maybe an auto tech that doesn't really do transmissions. And even in that case, a female can explain, well, I mean, you know yourself how complicated these things are. You're going to have to bring it into me and you just work past that question and, and get them in the door. Exactly. But yeah, definitely. Do you have female service advisors? Yes. Do you, Lorraine? Yes. <laughs> well, that was an interesting yes. Well, Most we- of our service advisors have been female. Right now, I have a service advisor that's going to be starting that's female. But yeah, currently, I don't even have a service advisor. You're looking at her. You're still at the moment where you're filling in wherever you need to be. Yes. Can yes. you go in and rebuild a transmission? Oh, no, no. Okay. Mm-mm. Just checking. No. no. We don't yet. have a service advisor right now. <laughs> you don't. But all the ones that we've ever had have been female. You're just shorthanded, can't find yes. someone? Okay. Yes. And do you ever fill in that role as? No. No? No. Okay. Mm-mm. So you have a full-time job and you own the shop with your husband? Yes, sir. And so you're kind of a co-owner? Yeah. Well, actually, it's a women-owned business. I own 51%. Oh, you do? Okay, great. Your husband and you ever travel together between home and work? On the weekends. Okay, (laughs) on the weekends. Are you open Saturday? No, we're not open Saturday, but Saturday, Sunday, if he's feeling up to it or we have to do paperwork, like balancing the end of the month uh, financials and or if he has a job that he knows he needs to finish because he's promised it and maybe the part didn't come in or the part was wrong and we have to get a new part. And so he'll try to finish it over the weekend, but we don't normally take in... On the weekend. So you don't like being an owner. Mm-mm. And what's the parts that you don't like? I don't like to have to juggle so much stuff. Like, and it sounds really generic, but I don't do the repairs. I couldn't change a tire to save my life. It's okay. But helping my husband do what he loves, that's why I do it. So he loves building transmissions. He would rather be in a shop and be a technician in a heartbeat, but he's now our service visor. I see. He's filling that role. Mm-hmm. And you have a day job for five days a week. Yep. Another job. Yep. Not only do you own the business, but you don't want to be there. So you're in a really good position. You own 51%. You tell him every, everything you want him to do, right? Nah, not <laughs> really. I mean, we talk about the financials and we come to a, a you know a collaborated decision, but I don't do the day-to-day in the shop. I let him do that. I help him with the finances and make sure the mag looks right and our numbers are looking right and you're getting the right gross profit and all all that stuff. But we do it after our shop hours because that's when I can be there. Sometimes during the day, he's like, hey, can you help me with this? The advantage is I'm home so I can work. I work from home for my full-time job. Ah. So I'll take my quote unquote little break and do his little whatever he needs me to do. And then I'll get back, you know, on my job. It's hard being at the shop. So I can't even imagine trying to run a shop, not being there. (laughs) I kind of got put into the industry because of my husband. So my husband grew up in the industry, similar to Tiffany. So you married in it. I married into it. Yeah. His dad used to uh, remanufacture the torque converters of the transmission. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, well, it just makes sense to open a transmission shop. So then Rob o- would run the transmission shop and then they closed that. Then he met me and I was adamant about leaving New York because we grew up in New York. What part of New York? Long Island. Okay. And he's like, well, if I stay with you, then where are we going? I was like, not here. So we moved to Raleigh and he followed me. Why'd you pick Raleigh? It's beautiful. I love Raleigh. Raleigh is so 
pretty and green and I feel like I can breathe. <laughs> Never felt like I could breathe in New York. Mm, got it. Mm-hmm. I was sad. Well, I was on Long Island. You're upstate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there is yeah. a big difference. Uh, yeah, it's it's huge. I, I, I tell, I'm from Oklahoma, obviously, but I've driven through New York and yeah. it's like a totally different state. It's amazing what people don't know about geography. We tell people we're from, we say, where are you from? New York, Buffalo. And they'd have no idea it's 400 miles away from New York City. Yep. They have no idea. Well, it, everyone know. always assumes I'm from Manhattan. <laughs> Manhattan. <laughs> Long, no, Long Island. Long Island. I'm from Long, Long Island. Island. Long Island. Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> always from Oklahoma to? Born and raised. Oh, cool. All right. Now, and my dad's a Yankee, so. He is? He is. Oh, what part He's the of other Yankee-ness? owner of the shop. Minnesota. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> He's been an Okie longer than... He lived in Minnesota now, though. So. Female technicians, any of them in your shops? No, transmission work is hard. So a lot of them don't really go to transmission work. Now, there is a, a pretty good number of builders, but most of what we have are R&R guys. We've only got one builder and one apprentice builder, and those people are hard to find. You usually have to train them. From- got it. Would you ever train a female from the start? Yeah, if she had an interest in it. Got it. It's just hard to to get one. Uh, a lot of the females that I've seen come into transmission were usually service writers or maybe technicians prior and then went into building. But like with the way our business model is, you are in our first. And I think that's why we haven't gotten any females because that's tough stuff. Very heavy. Yeah. And if you don't have the right equipment and, mm-hmm. you know, it's daunting looking at this huge transmission and you even just sitting on the ground and you go, you know that that's 20, 50, 200 pounds. And you think, how am I going to pick me up? Well, yeah. some of those six speeds, eight speeds, 10 speeds, <gasps> you get those out, especially if they're a four wheel drive and you're pulling the transfer case with them. You set them end to end and they're bigger than my builder is. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not a real tall guy, but man size. Well, <laughs> yes. It, it's an incredible specialty. I didn't and I still to this day don't know enough about them, but I respect it and I'm amazed to see how they work, how transmissions work. Mm-hmm. Just amazed to see it. Yeah. Labor rates, uh, have you each just taken advantage of the opportunity of late to raise raise rates? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You have to. Yeah, you have you to. You have to right now. Yeah. You're not going to survive. We've had three transmission shops in the area close. So I'm sure that some of you that are listening to this either have done it, maybe didn't do it enough or are hesitating. And uh, I, I just want to get prove the fact that anybody I've ever had on from shop owner to coach, and I ask him the same question, did you lose any customers? No, not one. See, I don't know about you, but I know what groceries cost anymore and mm-hmm. I'm flabbergasted. Mm-hmm. Have you seen shrinkflation happen to us? <laughs> no way. <laughs> Yeah, that can of peanuts is, or that jar of peanuts is a whole lot smaller. <laughs> it's, hey, that didn't go up. That's still a dollar twenty nine, but there's only six peanuts in there. Right. Yeah, I'm a Keurig guy, so I buy my Keurig cups. Those the, can't get much smaller by the box. Oh, no, no, they won't get smaller. <laughs> but you used to be able to buy a hundred for say, for example, thirty five dollars, right? Mm-hmm. And then it went to ninety six for thirty five dollars, and now it's seventy two. For $35. And if you're not paying attention, <laughs> you say, wow, coffee didn't go up. Right. <laughs> but you only got three cups. <laughs> I know. Hey, Carm here. Now, when it comes to technical and management training, nothing beats the caliber of classes and expert trainers that Apex puts together for Repair Shop HQ. And that's because a panel of shop owners selects the best training that will drive your business forward. Training is geared toward shop owners, service advisors, and technicians. 
Technical classes will include ADAS and calibrations, hybrid and electrical vehicle case studies, CAN bus diagnostics, electrical diagnosis, and using current probes to diagnose drivability dilemmas. On the management side, you'll learn marketing strategies that work, employee retention practices, building a culture that employees will embrace, and more. Expert trainers in this year's lineup include Mike Reynolds, John Thornton, Eric Ziegler, Greg Bunch, Bill Haas, and Kim and Brian Walker. Repair Shop HQ training will take place at Apex November 1st through the 3rd in Las Vegas. To learn more, go to aapexshow.com slash training. Hey, stop guessing and get working on the next car or the opportunity to buy a second shop. Now, once you can see through the fog of numbers coming at you all day, you use less brain power to make better decisions. Start with reading the gauges on every bay and every tech with Shopware's Capacity Dashboard. Now, it makes it easy to see where you can squeeze in one more repair. Then get an overview of every business metric in your shop. Build your reports your way so the numbers that drive you jump out at you whenever you need them. Even if you add more shops to your operation, all the numbers end up consolidated by location or any way you want to slice and dice them. You're in control every step of the way, customizing as you go. Get a clear view. Get more profits. Get Shopware.com. We're in a recession. We have to pay attention to, to what's going on in our businesses and uh, when will and if this really plus opportunity, you know, being booked out, will it end soon? And what will Christmas be like? Will we still be better than we were in 2021? So what's your think on that? I don't know. It's so hard because these past two years have been so unusual. Different, you know, yeah. Right now, school started and state fairs are going on and, and we would slow down and it would kind mm-hmm. of be catch up time clean the shop, you know, take care of things. We got 50 cars. We're booked out for two to three weeks at a time. People are still making appointments because everybody's like that. This isn't unusual Mm -hmm. to call around and have to wait two to three weeks. Only two to three weeks. We're at least four weeks out. Mm -hmm. We only have one technician and it's Mm -hmm. not slowing down. And when he talks to them and says, hey, my first appointment is October 20th, they're like, okay, Mm-hmm. Oh, he had one last week that said, okay, I'll take that appointment whenever it was in October. And the car came in that day. Because you're booked out and you have all this opportunity, wouldn't you hire, if you could find a, another tech? I can't find a technician. We're pretty well full right now, luckily. Okay. You're saying to yourself, you're fine with the staff that you have, mm-hmm. but yeah. you can't find a tech, Lorraine. Nope. We're trying to hire. We, I need a technician and I need a service advisor. Where's the intern, the apprentice fit into your think? That's hard in transmissions. Well, and really in your situation with, with everything Rob has going on, mm-hmm. he's the service writer right now. He's and the it, builder. I see. I yeah. see to the point where that person would be not. standing around while they're, while he's servicing customers. Yeah, yeah. Like we're just lucky that we have a rock star technician right now. Okay. He is amazing and he didn't know transmissions, but he knew like the concept and how they worked. And just because of that, we hired him and he's been with us a year and he has grown exponentially. Yeah. So if you put an ad out for a a transmission specialist, uh, again, I don't know the exact words for a rebuilder like that. 
Do you get any applications? No, our ad that we have out there is for just a technician. It is. It's just an automotive technician. So that way we have those hands in the shop that know how to do mechanical, general repair mecha- yeah, yeah, and yeah. mechanical. Yeah, yeah. Because the t- current technician that we have, like I said, he's amazing and he wants to learn how to build transmissions. Uh-huh. So it's not like we would want to hire in an A transmission tech. Got it. Because that doesn't really work, I don't think, in the transmission field. There's like the expert and then there's everybody else in transmissions, it just seems. There's not like those different levels. I don't know. In our region, you know, and every region's different. Mm-hmm. It's hard sometimes. It depends on the person, but it's hard sometimes to take an automotive tech for general repair who likes to be on the top of the car and put them underneath it like Good that. Good point. It is very different. So if you're in a situation like Rob is, you do need somebody that's kind of seasoned mm-hmm. and is used to working underneath the car. And kind of to your point with The Apprentice, as passionate as I am about bringing in those young students, it has to be at the right time. Because if you don't have the time to take with them and teach them right and spend the time, Mm -hmm. then you can turn them off to our industry, which you really don't want to do, of course, because we need skilled people, especially if they're a talented young person. You know, so that has to be the right time. But like in your situation... You've got this one rock star mm-hmm. who maybe could teach another rock star. Yes. And because he's young, they may connect really well, right? So, yes. and we've done that with some of our young guys who were really good, brought in another young guy and said, well, we're going to put you guys together because you click. They're the same generation, you know, so their communication is similar. And that would take a little bit of load off of Rob because he has so much going on. Absolutely. Before we turn on the mics, we were just chatting about everything. And in fact, Lorraine, you had me on the floor laughing so much. It's, you're, you're a funny lady, but you're not showing it now. But that's okay. I, I understand. Because I got my whip out. I told her to behave. <laughs> told her to behave. And she really was misbehaving early on. I will, I will tell you that. My ears continue to burn. We were chatting about uh, training. We were chatting about poaching, you know, Mm -hmm. getting together, coming to an event like this. Oh, my God. Yeah. Five or six of us from the same town. We're all here. So the owner said, well, that's why I don't send anybody because I don't want anybody else to go romancing or poaching my peoples. Mm -hmm. I've been so into this lately in networking groups and talking. Is it a fallacy? Is it real? If you're working together in a cooperative, coopetition environment, you wouldn't necessarily worry about that. Absolutely not. No, I don't think we should have to worry about it because if you have the respect for other technicians and shop owners, you're not just going to take their technician or their service advisor. Yeah, but if they were interested in leaving, wouldn't there be a reason? Right. They would approach us, not yeah. the owners look talking to the, oh, I'll swap you as uh, service advisors. So, so there's a couple of trains of thought. I don't want anybody to even think of poaching my people because... I know we don't do what we really should in the pay department and in this department and that. I kind of worried that you probably may pay him a little bit more money. And so I'm not going to send him to training to keep him, you know, growing up in a mushroom cellar, you know, deep down in the cellar, you know, dark. I don't want him to know, to see, to learn, to be with other people. Is that part of the reason why people don't show at places like this? I'm sure that's some of it. Yeah. But you're building loyalty by training them. You're trusting them. You know, you have created this amazing technician because you poured into them. If you're doing that, they're not looking elsewhere. But if you're not giving them that and that's something that motivates them, they're going to go across the street and talk to Johnny's garage because their friends on Facebook in those technician chat rooms 
And they see all the pictures of Johnny's garage technicians getting to go to all these cool places and learn. You can't really keep people in the mushroom basement anymore. There's too much for them to see. So you have to make sure you're taking care of your employees and giving them what they need and what they want. And hopefully in return, if they're the employee that you hope they are, if they fit your culture in your shop, they're going to pour back into you too. And that's the goal. I'm going to give and you're going to give and everybody's happy. And that's what you should be looking at, not going, well, who might talk to them or interrupting them in their networking? Or I mean, that's just silly and that's a waste of time. Oh, I agree. Huge agree. waste of time. And if you already treat them with respect and, and pay them what they deserve, or at least try to, but you treat them like they should be treated in your shop before you even send them to any kind of training, they're not just going to run away. And if you're paying attention to your staff, you know that they might be looking someplace else. Well, and as a shop owner, I didn't come here to poach technicians. Mm-mm. That's not my goal. I'm in management classes. I'm looking to bring stuff back to my own staff. <laughs> Absolutely. We have a podcast coming out soon. It may come out even before this one uh, with Cecil Bullard, who kind of wrote a very interesting white paper. And, and he's really done the media circuit on this thing. And He's got a theory on how to fix and change the technician shortage and the image of our industry. And it starts with this, uh, raise your labor rate 20 bucks and give 10 of it to your technician. Think about the size of that raise. I love that idea. Think about the size of that raise. And then there's more. What do you do with the the other monies? You got to listen to the episode uh, coming out and solve the technician shortage, solve the image problems where we would take some of that money and invest it in other areas that we sorely need in our industry. But so I, I challenge everybody. Well, I'll go up $5. I'll go up 10. No, go up 20, go up 20 and give 10. And the second five was for benefits, was for, for improved benefits. Well, and right now is the perfect time to do it, it because it, everybody's expecting price increases. It's so amazing. And again, I don't think your consumer is going to see it or feel it because Steak now costs, you know, $22 a pound. And I'm not even sure that's choice or whatever. And when we're hankering for, you know, a nice ribeye, somewhere along the line, we find the money to do it. And as painful as, as it is, if you give 10 to the tech and then you take five, you hold back, I think two for the FICA and the food and all your tax initiatives. And then you look for a 401k, you look for better health care, you look for life insurance, group life. How amazing that I'm going to get my customers to fund paying my guy. Now, maybe some of your guys aren't deserving of that 10. Well, then that's your problem, your faults from the beginning that you're not working with people. You carve out maybe some money for training. The point is, is if you're a successful business and you do something like this, you're going to even be better. Well, but you know what you just said? You're making decisions for your team. Yeah. You're not making decisions for you. You're making decisions for your team. And that's the way you really need to look at it. Okay, ladies, the amazing woman in automotive. You dragged Tracy to it last <laughs> night. I think she came willingly. I was willingly going. <laughs> we were really I know you were. <laughs> yeah, I, baby. I, I know you were. Very and, excited uh, that Tiffany had organized a nice event for just the women. It was wonderful. I don't know if you could hear that, but it was nice that Tiffany organized that. And in fact, I think we did an episode a while back with Malin. Yes. Didn't we uh, yes. on it? Give us a, a rough outline of this. It's it's a women's only club. Uh, is it a fraternity? No, sorority. We well. are now officially <laughs> a nonprofit. Nice. So we've been doing these dinners for two reasons. Of course, camaraderie and being able to get the few women that attend these trainings together to be able to visit and talk. 
but we've also turned it into a scholarship fundraiser. Nice. So we did one for Automatic Transmission Rebuilders Association okay. uh, earlier this mm-hmm. month, and that turned out really great. Uh, I expected a smaller group there because, you know, transmission is such a niche market, but we had about the same amount of ladies. Nice. So it was wonderful, but it's so neat because you always get this handful of female technicians that had no idea there were other female technicians here, or, you know, and they exchange numbers and it's so fun and it's just seeing their faces light up. It's great. And there were a lot of industry people supporting you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Definitely. Last night's dinner was sponsored by Mechanic Advisor. They're changing the name to Steer, which is on everybody's lanyards. I see. This year. So, yes. Yes. And I also use them at my shop. I I love them. They're very good. Didn't you tell you there were people from Shopware? There were people from... Trisha. Yeah. Trisha from Fear, from Asta, and Margaret from uh, Auto Shop Solutions, uh-huh. Margaret Palango. That's nice to have variety. Yeah, a lot of variety. Yeah. Not, just, not just for women shop owners. No. Did, was Kim there? Yes, uh-huh. Kim was there. Kim, yep. Kim right. was From there. Shop marketing she, pros. They even donated a basket. We did a little drawing at the end. Oh yeah, and Jen we're, got it uh-huh. earlier. Xena yeah. um, Women's Workwear donated a hundred and fifty dollar nice. women's workwear gift card. Wow. Yeah. Cool. So, and really Tracy never wins anything. <laughs> yes. Oh come on. And she, seriously, no, she I won. actually do. I won a gift at a baby shower on Sunday. <laughs> I remember you saying that. <laughs> and so she won. Did you win a gift card, I think, from yeah, Starbucks? She got a yeah. Starbucks gift. $25? <laughs> $25, that'll last two visits at Starbucks. Oh, yeah. Quality. If she's lucky. That's right. I know. Quality. I watch her order. And I'm, and I'm wondering, she gives like 60 ingredients. <laughs> and I'm wondering, are you going to taste all of them or what? What's going on? I okay. totally get it. When, when I go through the drive-thru with my boyfriend, if he's driving, I have to like lean over and give my order because he's like, nope. Yeah, I'm not. It's I, all you. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know what a grande is. I just still don't know. Neither do I. I still, I don't know what two pumps mean either. <laughs> two pumps is for people who don't like a lot of sugar, okay? <laughs> the purpose of this great organization that you have, I'm trying to change this topic here. Yes, so back to our nonprofit. <laughs> the second reason is to raise money for the scholarships that we're going to start. Yeah. So, yes, we're really excited. Our first one that we're discussing at the moment, our board's just now getting set up because, like I said, we just became nonprofit, but is possibly doing scholarships to attend events like this Perfect. for first timers. These are the kind of events that we as an industry need to do more scholarshiping. And Tracy and I have been really chatting about that of late as to how can we get involved to help. We've got a heck of a following, great listenership base, eight shows a week in the in the aftermarket radio network. And we as a team in the network and the industry need to get together and say, well, what can we help and what can we do? So Amazing Women, how does somebody want to go to a website? Do you have a website? We do. So it's amazingwia.com if you want to check out the actual website. Okay. On Facebook, we also have a Facebook. And a, if you are a female and you want to get involved in the women's weekly meetings that we do, look up AWIA Roundtable and you'll see like a green and navy blue logo. Join that group and that's where you can keep up with all the cool women's stuff that we oh, do. Cool. Cool. Uh, Lorraine, any advice did you love to give to my listener about being a female shop owner? I think it's hard being an owner, but if you want to be a technician, do it because we need technicians and we need service advisors. 
But you need to understand business before you become an owner. Mm -hmm. You can't think, I've been a technician for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years ago. I can run a business better than my boss. No, you cannot. The best advice you could ever give. I mean, how many uh, out of all the episodes we've ever done? And this was the best way to ever say it right here. Lorraine's always honest. Oh my God. Always. I don't fluff. No. I don't fluff. Sorry. <laughs> I figured that out right away. Yeah. Right, right away That's here today. That's going to be all taken out, right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah, yeah we'll, take, we'll, take, we'll take all that out. <laughs> Especially that fluff word. I said fluff. Before you know it, it's just going to become a conversation with me and Carm. <laughs> Has it been? I know, like when we hear the episode, I'm going to be like, oh no. Where did I, I go? Not that, was I? <laughs> Tiffany, any final words for my listener? Just definitely educate your people. That's the only way we're, we're going to get out of the mess we're in at the moment. And it is hard. It is hard to be an owner. It's hard to be in the industry right now. But, you know, kind of like our customers, people look at training and go, gosh, that's expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these shows are expensive to put on. They're very expensive. They're a lot of work. Pat these people on the back to I put know. these shows together. It, it's it's not. It's not an easy thing, and it takes most of the year yep. to get ready for it. You know, you finish one show, and you move on to planning the next one. It's an investment, and I say go get you a credit card, start paying your bills on that, and use your points. Yep. <laughs> That's the cheapest way and to do it. use the points to get here? You use the points to bring your crew, Yeah. But pay the bill every month. Pay Absolutely. The bill every month. Pay the bill yeah. every month. Don't use the credit card to extend Don't. any terms. No, 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 no. Don't no. use it like that. Use the credit card, pay your bill every month, and, use the, po- and use the points account. to fly here, right? Yep. And then use the points. Yeah. Most of the time, if you get a really good one that has good points, like we can pay for not only our training, but the flight and most of the hotel typically. And I have a big shop. I've got six technicians mm-hmm. plus my front end. Yeah, we took about five of them this year. So one of them had some health complications, um, so they weren't to allowed Atra, to go. Right? And yeah, mm-hmm. and went to Atra and paid for most of everything. So. Oh, cool! Hey, thank you for the inspiration. Thanks for being here. Uh, we had a hoot. We weren't able to <laughs> totally capture it on the real audio <laughs> recording, but I can't wait to turn off the recorder and finish talking stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany Sherado, Lifetime Transmissions, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, and Crazy Lorraine Klein. <laughs> Right here in Raleigh. Thanks for being here. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Carm. Thanks, Tracy. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time.